smoke stream, don't warn it. They are fueling global warming. I'm Lucy Evans, and you're listening to the Extinction Rebellion podcast. As you might have been able to tell from the crisis carols playing in the background, this is our election podlet. This is an emergency. run out of excuses and we are running out of time. We're looking at mass starvation within 10 years. The reality is we're sleepwalking into a catastrophe. Change is coming, whether you like it or not. Welcome to our election podlet giving a snapshot of some of the actions happening in the lead up to December 12th. The 12 days leading up to the vote are our 12 days of crisis, which is not only, of course, a reference to the 12 days of Christmas, but also tied in with the 12 days of COP25 from the 2nd to the 13th of December and the 12 days from the youth strike to election day. Actions are taking place every day with the aim to highlight our vulnerabilities as a direct result of climate and environmental breakdown including food and water shortages, flooding, increased pressure on the NHS and emergency services, threats to our security, and to bees. You might have seen some activists dressed as bees who glued themselves to party battle buses as part of this one. Before we bring you snapshots of some of the election rebellion actions, including a guest appearance from Emma Thompson, Here's over to Laurie to say more about why Extinction Rebellion is getting involved in this election and what the Three Demands Bill is. Hi, I'm uh, Laurie Moulton Ulrich. I'm with the Extinction Rebellion Citizens Assembly Working Group. The current general election is really important because this will be the government that will determine if we do anything to avert or mitigate the impact of the climate emergency, which we find ourselves in. So that's why Extinction Rebellion is doing a election rebellion, which is pointing out that we want climate to be top on all the parties' priorities. And we're also using the opportunity to ask candidates to support XR's Three Demands Bill, which includes XR's Three Demands. It's been drafted as a private member's bill, which means that any MP can introduce it. And if it were passed by a majority of parliament, it would become UK law. So that would be a huge win for us. But of course, we have uh, a ways to go to get majority MPs to support the bill. Currently, we have around 20 candidates saying that they will support the bill. So we have a long way to go, but it's a pretty good start. And we even have one conservative who has agreed to support the bill. XR doesn't support any specific policy. So, I mean, we're very happy that some of the parties have put out climate manifestos, which in some cases are a step in the right direction. However, none of them go as far as, as we know is going to be necessary. If you want to get involved in lobbying for the Three Demands Bill, email threedemandsbill at rebellion.earth or get in touch via Twitter at XRDemandsBill. 
The election rebellion also coincides with a global hunger strike, which started on November 18, 2019, which aims to show solidarity with people starving because of climate and ecological breakdown and to force governments to confront the crisis by enacting Extinction Rebellion's three demands. In the UK, hunger strikers have been set outside party headquarters to ask that UK party leaders meet with them and support the three demands bill and they're continuing to strike until their demands are met. I caught up with a few of the hunger strikers on Wednesday, December 4th, day 17 of their hunger strike, outside the Conservative and Labour headquarters. My name's Peter Cole. I'm 76, and I'm an emeritus professor of respiratory medicine. And I'm sitting um, outside the Conservative headquarters uh, in London and we are hoping against hope to uh, discuss with the Conservatives our climate and ecological emergency bill, the three demands bill. Most actions to date by XR have inconvenienced the public. Um, now we are inconveniencing ourselves. There is a real climate emergency and this government have had 10 years and done virtually nothing. They've then written a manifesto for the next election uh, in which the carbon neutral date is 2050. Well, I think we'll all be swimming by then. And so I think the prospect for our children and our grandchildren is very bleak and uh, frightening. And therefore, I certainly will put my life on the line to try to achieve some degree of prevention of what may happen. There's not a great deal known about hunger striking, but what is known is that it is dangerous. There's no doubt about it. Physically um, tired, particularly uh, towards the end of the day, um, obviously losing weight, trying not to look in the mirror. Um, we're angry that the uh, Conservative Party have not come down to discuss uh, the bill, Three Demands Bill, like most of the other parties have done. I have a message for the Conservatives. There is an ancient American a native saying, which is basically, when all the trees have been cut down, uh, when all the rivers are polluted, when all the fish has been eaten, we'll suddenly wake up to the fact that we cannot eat money. So, hello, my name is Petra Metzger, and I'm one of the hunger strikers and today is our hunger strike number 17. We're striking outside the Labour Party um, headquarters in Victoria Street um, to urge a meeting with Jeremy Corbyn and uh, to talk about the climate crisis and get the political parties behind the three demand bill. So it was actually part of the global hunger strike where 570 people in 27 countries striked. And to know that we are part of this 
global web of people who are concerned was absolutely so it expanded my heart. It was really beautiful. And then we had a great, really good, strong core of people here in the UK, like something like 200 people striking in the UK and 20 in London. The aim is to get the political leaders actually behind the three demand bill. And I said that also really clear to John McDonnell. It's like, I'm not hunger striking for a meeting. I'm hunger striking to get the political leaders behind the, the bill. So that is, you know, that's a real important thing. So the last uh, 16 days, I felt really good. Um, you know, obviously the beginning was hard, and today I have a, quite a low point of energy. So it's, it's been a hard day today. This action of hunger strike really, for me, highlights also our vulnerability to food. And it was interesting sitting in front of the Labour Party office and seeing people going to lunch and they all come back with their neatly packaged lunch packs and their ready-prepared sandwiches. And to re for them, for people to realize again that the food we eat are plants we need to, they need to grow in a climate that supports the plants to grow. And people lost this connection. And people also lost the connection that we are not separate from nature, we are nature. So part of doing our best to protect nature is protecting ourselves. Another way rebels have been engaging with the public and politicians in the lead up to the election is by organizing climate hustings. I caught up with Will from Extinction Rebellion Hammersmith over the phone, who told me all about the hustings in his area. Hi, I'm Will. I have been helping out with my local XR group in Hammersmith and Fulham. We organised a climate hustings for our prospective candidates in the general election. So a hustings, basically it's an opportunity to get all the candidates together and ask the electorate to ask them questions about things that we care about and, and sort of find out more about their take on, on different things so that we can decide who we want to vote for. And a climate hustings is... As, as simple as it sounds, really, all of our questions were only about the climate and the ecological emergency that we're facing and what our prospective candidates knew and planned to do about it if they were elected. It's vital that we all think about the climate and we, and we put the climate at the top of our list of priorities as we vote. And we wanted an opportunity with these hustings to, to tell our politicians that that's what we were going to do. One of the great things about the hustings that we found was that we managed to reach out um, to a much wider section of, of the constituency. We had loads of people come and attend who weren't already engaging with XR in Hammersmith. We were really lucky with both of our hustings in, in Hammersmith and in Fulham that we managed to get every single candidate to come. The Conservatives came to both, which actually, by the sounds of it, sort of nationally is not necessarily a given. The Conservatives have been refusing to turn up to quite a few of these events. So we were very pleased that both of our candidates in both of those seats came. We also had the Brexit party come, which was great because actually, you know, XR itself is, is apolitical, it's not party political. We don't know who's going to get elected in any of these seats yet because it hasn't happened. And so it's really important that every single candidate who's standing engages with this, partly in case they get elected, partly because actually if, if four out of five are engaged and, and it's the fifth 
who gets elected, actually, it's really important for them to see that that everybody else really cared about this and that they're being pushed sort of from that direction as well. Nobody was fully prepared to accept the three demands bill at either event, which was a real shame. Um, but equally, on the on the flip side to that, we organised our two events in collaboration with Friends of the Earth, who brought a sort of pledge that they wanted everyone to sign to always put the climate and the environment high up there their list of priorities for every decision they made within once once elected within parliament and everybody signed that so that was that was reassuring that, that they were all prepared to do that and one thing i'm particularly pleased that we did was we opened both both of our hustings with a sort of a very brief opening statement from a local young person so we had um izzy from the the youth climate strikes movement came and came and joined us in hammersmith and raised the issue that she as a 16 year old can't vote in this election but she is the one who is going to be worst and longest affected by this crisis it was really important i think that we that we heard some some votes from people who will be catastrophically affected but but still have no say in in what's going on politically with parts of the uk currently submerged due to floods we are already feeling the effects of the climate and ecological catastrophe this was the core message of the fifth day of election rebellions 12 days of crisis the severe weather warning with actions taking place in Hull, London, Brighton, Totnes, Weymouth, Doncaster and Sheffield. I called Dan from Hull the night before the fifth day of crisis to hear about all the actions happening there. My name's Dan, I'm local coordinator and action logistics and toxin training coordinator in Hull. Tomorrow is question time, the last question time before the general election and we'll be filming broadcast in Hull and as the local group we think the last question time before the general election is particularly sort of prominent uh, occasion that we should take the opportunity to use to highlight the message that we have that this is an emergency, that sea levels are rising and extreme weather events such as flash flooding and storm surges are on the increase and, and that we want them to tell the truth. Hull is uh, on the Humber estuary and lies in a flood zone and so the theme of the 12 days of crises on, on the 5th of December, nationally, the, the theme is uh, sea level rise and um, extreme weather events such as flash flooding and storm surges, which are particularly relevant to the community here because of the location that we're in. On the morning of Thursday, December 5th, day five of the election rebellion, I caught up with Peter from Sheffield, who told me all about what's been happening there. My name is Peter Gilbert. I'm a coordinator within XR Sheffield. Extinction Rebellion Sheffield has got fully behind the 12 Days of Crisis campaign and we are working hard to put pressure on local candidates in this election to pledge to support the Three Demands Bill if they make it into Parliament. Recently in Sheffield we had the Leaders' Debate, Question Time, Extinction Rebellion Sheffield were there to raise awareness about the climate crisis. Sheffield, Doncaster, Leeds, parts of South Yorkshire and the Humber have been flooded recently and we have experienced rainfall unprecedented. In the future, these problems will just get worse. We are getting fully behind the severe weather warning campaign and flooding Sheffield city centre on the 7th of December with rebels and art and dance and drama in order to raise awareness with the 
population of Sheffield that this really must be the climate election. We also have a fundraiser planned on the 13th of December, organised with the University of Sheffield Extinction Rebellion Society. The flooding severely affected areas around Doncaster and Extinction Rebellion Doncaster are planning a clean-up on the 15th of December. They're calling this event After the Floods River Cleanup and more information can be found on their Facebook page. The 12 days of crisis continue until Election Day. Check out the Election Rebellion Facebook page for more details. I went along to the severe weather warning event on December 5th in London, which was led by Extinction Rebellion Hammersmith. Starting in Shepherd's Bush, an area vulnerable to flooding, we travelled by tube to Stratford and back to the BBC to deliver severe weather warnings from the future. The script and map can be downloaded from the Facebook page. Extinction Rebellion hyphen severe weather warning. And you can take this piece of street theatre anywhere you would like, bringing home this message in a way people can relate to, in the format of a very British, very polite weather forecast. Over to Indigo, who organised the action, and a very special guest. This is the fifth day of Election Rebellion. We've come from Shepherd's Bush. We've travelled along the central line to uh, Stratford and we've been wearing underwater gear because as the government's website shows us in 2030 we can be expecting flood warnings across the central line. Uh, this crisis isn't something that's happening f far in the future for our children, something that's going to be happening on other parts of the world, it's something that's going to affect everyone and it's going to affect all of the systems that we rely on. So we must have delivered about 40 weather warnings up and down London. They've been delivered up and down the country today. And uh, we're here outside the BBC to deliver a sort of final weather warning. And now over to the weather. Hello and welcome to the Extinction Rebellion Extreme Weather Warning. For those of you expecting a habitable future, we've got some pretty gloomy projections for you. Uh, climate crisis trends show an increased chance of warmer, wetter winters and hotter, drier summers, along with an increase in the frequency and intensity of extremes. Better wrap up warm, stockpile food, and remember that there's a surprising amount of protein in the average household pet. Summer heat waves, early frosts, high winds and snow showers expected in all areas due to the ongoing global heating. General consensus does suggest that there's an imminent crisis forecast, but not for politicians who seem to think that this moist and fertile rain is ideal for a growing economy. Taking a closer look at London, we see that 23 underground stations are at significant risk of flooding, with 57 at high risk. These climate trends could bring chaos to the inner city, but with underground drivers being retrained as gondoliers, there are promising signs that the economy will stay afloat. Um, thank you, Boris. Further north, we see more severe weather warnings showing all over the place. Floods threatening schools, homes, ecosystems, and water and power supplies. But of course, that's no problem for those of you with second homes in Svalbard. Oh, the irony. Looking at the edges, we can see an estimated 3,000 kilometers of our coastline receding. 
Although that's great news for the Tory heartlands, which will soon be expecting sea views encroaching across the hills. Some positive patterns are beginning to show, with the Extinction Rebellion rising in the north, south, west and east, demanding truth-telling, citizens assembling, net zero by 2025. Rebels rising, more expected soon. All the signs are telling us to act now, but as our chief advisor, King Canute, once said, never let a rising tide get in the way of a good election. <laughs> Hilarious. And now, back to the news. I've got another note that I want to, to read to everyone. Imagine all of your belongings, your home, everything destroyed by water. Imagine being surrounded by water, but you can't drink it because it's contaminated and you rely on that water being brought in. Imagine the risk of drowning. Imagine your daily commute becoming hell because the underground has flooded. Imagine living in a coastal town soon to be eroded into the sea. We need to act now. Our current government is failing to meet this challenge and prevent the disaster. The Conservatives are five times as likely to vote against climate action as legislators from other parties. Boris Johnson is among dozens of Conservative MPs to record worst possible environmental score. XR does not endorse candidates or parties, but we must call out reckless inaction when we see it and hold these politicians to account. As an organization, we are proponents of telling the truth. We must highlight their failings in the last government. We can be explicit that the Conservative Party has not engaged with the climate debate. Beyond politics is not an acceptance for political parties to refuse to address the climate and ecological crisis facing this planet. Next week, use your vote wisely. Thank you. Also, if anyone says to you from any party, we've got to do this gently, just say to them, do you acknowledge that this is a crisis? Like, you know, your house is on fire. What do you do in a crisis? Do you try and solve it slowly? Do you, if your house is on fire, do you try and put it out slowly? No, you do it as fast as you can. Yes. Extinction Rebellion, well done. Here's lots of love. <laughs>